What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Disco Fever, a podcast presented to you by Subpar Disc Golf. It's Tyler and Jackson back in the studio. Um, pretty uneventful week, even though there was two events. But uh, let's just hop right into it. First and foremost, we have the Texas State Silver event. Uh, not a lot to recap here. Uh, Calvin Heimberg was there, and it's a Silver Series, so already a weekend field. Yeah, anytime you have a top pro, you kind of know how it's going to go. Yeah, and he just straight up dominated like you would expect him to. He led by four going into round three, and nobody made a push, and he ended up winning by six. So he gained strokes in the final round. Yeah, um, he, like Tyler said, ended up winning by six. Podium, Calvin Heimberg on top, down 33. Tied for second, we had Anthony Burrell and Joel Freeman at down 27. Um, so, I mean, those are those are two top guys as well. Uh, I say they're that 10 to 15 range, yeah. Yeah. Both pretty solid. But, you know, when the best people in the field other than Calvin Heimberg are ranked in the top 15, but not, you know, top 10 really – you know where it's going to go. And then a couple of notable finishes for you. In fourth place, we had James Proctor. I hope he stays on tour. He's one of those guys who kind of just dips in and out of tour. Yeah. If he stays on tour, he could make some noise this year. Uh, tied for sixth, Ezra Aderhold, down 22. Tied for eighth, Kyle Klein, down 21. Tied for 10th, Brody Smith, down 20. Uh, tied for 19th, Gannon Burr, down 15. Yeah, I mean, we had Kyle Klein and Gannon Burr there. They're definitely top five this season. They so. did not play well. No, 8th and 19th. The podium should have been Calvin, Kyle, Gannon. Even based on their well, – I mean, Gannon's having a slow start. That He won a tournament, didn't he? He, he just won the last one. Like, well, he's not really having a slow start. He's back to – Pretty sure he's finished, like, top five, too. No, the other ones he – one of them, he finished like 30th. He did terrible this tournament, though. Especially with a weekend field, he should not have gotten 19th. No. And that is why he is my subpar underperformer of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty deserved. I, I mean, that's kind of unanimous. I don't know who else we would even put. You technically say Kyle because he's averaging a top three finish this nah. tournament, top four finish. Top 10 still good. He got eighth, but overperformer. Give it to Brody, getting a 10th place. It's yeah. Good for him. No, I finally popped off and got. A uh, pretty good finish under his belt. Maybe he's in for a pretty decent year. See if he can make Hope any so. noise. But um, some notable stats, even though it was a weekend field, still some interesting stuff. Uh, Jake Heppenheimer parked 22% of the holes, next at 19%. He's parking a fifth of the holes. It's pretty good. Uh, Kyle Klein, 85% scramble rate, next closest 67. We've talked about this stat in the past, and it's not that good of a stat because it kind of means you're just missing the fairway. Um but, I mean, Kyle still got eighth, so that scramble percentage probably did help with that. Maybe the drives weren't as good as usual, but he was recovering. Uh, my favorite stat, Brody Smith put 65% from C2. Next closest was 58%. It's pretty solid. That's, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, you don't really think, uh, you think of Brody as a distance guy, not really a putting guy. So, But he got 10th because he's probably throwing good and putting good. So hopefully he can keep that up. Um, staying with putting, Calvin Heimberg gained 10.95 strokes putting. You know he can have some putting trouble, troubles as well. So when he's not having putting troubles, that's when he wins by six strokes. Uh, second place in gain strokes putting was Brody at 9.51, though. That 65% C2 putting definitely helped. 
Yeah, he had the putter hot this weekend, for sure. And now let's move over to someone who definitely had the putter hot. Sayananda. Um, won by three strokes over yeah, a pretty three. decent FPO field in the grand scheme of things. Uh, she did take it down at down 20 with Kristen Tatar in down 17. And then we had Owen Scoggins in third at down 16. So pretty good people to be beating for Sayananda. A couple notable finishes for you. In fourth place, we had Holland Hanley at down 15. Tied for fifth, we had Christina Allen at down 10. And in seventh, we had Missy Gannon. Yeah, she was down eight. Yeah. I think I forgot to put that one. I didn't even know who Sai Ananda was, though. Never heard of her before this tournament. I've heard of her because she used to – she won a few junior events and pops off her a lead card every once and then. But this is her first big moment, you know? And like Tyler said about keeping her, her putter hot, Back into some more stats for the FBO field, actually some more interesting stuff. Um, she had a 100% scramble rate when the next closest was 67%. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So that I mean, that probably means she only had one or two and executed. Yeah, which is still yeah. It's a that means she's barely missing the fairway, and when she does, she still gets up and down. So, um, she put 43% from C2. Next close next closest was 31%. So, pretty big gap there. Uh, Holland Hanley gained 12.36 strokes. Tita Green next closest was 10.66. That's helped her to her fourth place finish. And then Ananda only had one OB stroke. Everyone else had at least two. So, I mean, least OB strokes in the whole field. Always going to help. A little subpar performance. Missy Gannon, who took seventh, threw OB eight times. So, she shot a in, nine down, not eight down. I was wrong. But... Shot a nine down, still finished seventh. Those eight strokes would have put her in third place if she didn't throw any OB, even a couple. She's easily top top five at least. So just something to something to look out for. We had some some mistakes, some good things. Do you have a subpar performer for FPO? Um, yeah, I I definitely say either Katrina Allen or Missy Gannon. Katrina still got fifth, but, you know, with how, you know, how many less top pros we had there, she should have been getting a little bit higher. Well, and she was 10 strokes out of the lead, yeah. so she never even tried. I would have liked her to get at least two or three more strokes back on the field and yeah. finish, you know, tied with Holland Hanley. She was five strokes out of fourth, actually. Yeah, she wasn't even close to Yeah, she wasn't fourth. even close to fourth, so not, not a super great performance from her, but... On the flip side of the coin, Sayananda beat some pretty solid FPO players this week. It's not like she just showed up and just beat nobody at a Silver Series. Uh, she beat Kristen Tatar. The best player in the world. Yeah. Owen Scoggins. Yeah, solid fourth, top five. fifth place. Holland Hanley, who's been playing fantastic to start. Breakout, yeah, this season. Katrina Allen. Probably I mean, second best player. Yeah. Right now she's ranked number one. Is she? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of been up and down, but... Kristen and Owens Goggins and Christian Allen, pretty good people to beat. Yeah. But let's move on to Kristen for one second. Uh, she having a slow start? I personally don't think so. She still got second at the end of the day. Well, it's like one win, two or three podiums, and one bad finish. Yeah, it's and just the not, bad finish was like 10th place. It's not what we're accustomed to 
We thought she's she still, she's still finishing well, but she's not getting podiums every single time. You know, she, yeah, she missed not, it one she's time. She's not winning every single time. Yeah, she's not winning. She's getting most of the podiums. And I mean, she still has one win through four tournaments. She didn't even play. I think we've had like five tournaments, and she didn't play two of them. One of them. She didn't play one of them. The first one. She didn't play Vegas. But since then, she's played everything. Yeah. So, just yeah. not what you <clears throat> would want to see out of her after an arm surgery. Yeah. Um, let's, let's move on to our predictions recap. Um, I had Calvin getting first, and he did. Nice. Kevin getting second. Didn't end up playing, I guess. Yeah, didn't see him on there. Yeah, that's interesting. And then James Proctor, I had getting third, and he got fourth. That's a good. Uh, that was like a sneaky pick. Yeah, that was a good one. And my sleeper was Paul Omen, and he got tied for twenty second. Not the worst, but not great either. Yep. Obviously, I uh, if if you listened to our preview last time, our predictions were very rough. Yeah, I don't know um, what you were doing. I. Uh, well, it's just it was fun. I forgot to check the uh, the registration, so I picked Paul McBeth to win. Yeah. And he wasn't there. But we figured that out before the tournament, so I changed it to uh, Paul Oman. Just kept it in the Paul family. He got 22nd, so he didn't win. Um, Kyle picked him to get second. He got eighth. Did pick Calvin to get third, and he got third. Did I get? What? Wait, what? Why did I put third? He got first. (laughs) Calvin got first. (laughs) I was counting the position I put him in. Uh, Well, that was just a typing error. Yeah, he definitely got first with that on that tournament. Um, And my sleeper, Jeremy Colling, he wasn't there. Yeah, it didn't play. I didn't really. I didn't check the registration after the picks either, so I just hoped that he played. Uh, FPO, Tyler, and I just combined for these picks this week. We picked Missy Gannon to win. She got seventh. Obviously, she doesn't throw those OB strokes. Maybe she does push for it. Uh, we picked Kristen to get second. She got second. That was good. And then Ella Hansen didn't play. So that was that was our fault again. I wonder why she didn't play. I mean, Silver Series just. She's I wonder not why a, Paige uh, didn't play. So I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. Must be just taking the week off, heading to Music City. Yeah. All right. On to our second tournament of the weekend, the Open at Tallahassee. Not a whole lot to recap here either. Wasn't strong fields on no. MPO or FPO, but it was fun to watch, I guess. Was it? Not really. Not really. It just, <laughs> no. just kind of happened. A uh, little bit of a recap. Uh, one sentence recap for you. Matty O is quoted after the tournament saying, I'm thankful for Westside Discs and for Paul McBeth for skipping. Yeah. Because if you don't know, Paul McBeth got a little, um, like, split his finger open and he had to take a week or two off. So he did miss this tournament. And Matty O ended up winning by seven strokes. And he, he said, I'm thankful for Westside Discs and for Paul McBeth. Not being here. Yeah. yeah. that's. I mean, the podium, Matty O won down 24 then we had Silas Schultz in second place, if that tells you anything, at down 17. I mean, he's okay. He's a pro. Yeah, and he is, like, one of the more famous Instagram ones. He posts yeah. really good reels. Uh, we did have Casey White in third. People know who that is, down 16. Yeah, pretty but solid. after that... It gets it significantly drops off. I didn't even put any notable finishes because yeah, I didn't know who anyone was. I think we there's a like, couple, like, low or level yeah. and then there's just a bunch of locals yeah there's like people you you might have heard of but I mean they got like 50th so yeah. I like the FPO recap the FPO recap is we had seven FPO players play yeah and they were mainly like the people who won Morgan and Jordan Lins last year they were competing at the like amateur events <laughs> and obviously they shredded but they're yeah. sponsored by Discraft now because they did really well and, and then, so are they locals they, yeah 
they're I think they live in Tallahassee, if not yeah. very close by. Uh, but yeah, they're pretty solid. That's I don't funny think though. they're they're not obviously not touring yet because they're not they're not playing, they're only playing local pro events. But yeah. Outside of those two, there's no one I've ever even heard of. So. You haven't heard of Ellen Widboom? Widboom? No, Widboom. I have not. Look out. <clears throat> Ellen Widboom. She's up next. Okay, we'll see. Um, let's move on to Throw on the Mountain. That is the small tournament we have going on this weekend in Florida. Uh, not a whole lot going on. There's no like specific course notes. All I put was it's wooded with slight elevation changes, but it's an absolutely beautiful course, even though it's in Florida. <laughs> like What Florida... Do to you. Well, it's just known for like a marshy area, kind of dirty, you know. Yeah, you wouldn't think throw down the mountains would be in yeah. Florida. It I mean, like there's a, a good amount of elevation. Like you'll have shots yeah. that you have to actually control your angle because it's gonna be going downhill or uphill a good bit. So. When I think of mountains, I don't go to yeah, Florida. They're really not mountains. They're, they're not like, mountains. They're hills. Yeah, very slightly rolling hills. mounds. Mounds. Yeah. Throw down the mound. But yeah, it's, I mean, for being in Florida, it's a pretty beautiful course. Uh, but a bigger headline of this is. It almost became a housing development in February. Paul McBeth just posted on his Instagram about this. Um, but Paul McBeth bought the land with pro baseball pitcher for the White Sox, Dylan Cease. Is he the one that's always out there playing with them? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, him, or Paul heard that it was going to be sold to a guy because it's only open like four weeks out of the year for disc golf. Oh, yeah. And he heard that it was going to be sold to uh, like a real estate company and they were going to just make like six housing developments but paul was like i'm gonna buy it and he bought That's, it so now it's a permanent disc golf course the uh 10 million dollar man buying yeah. the the land he did split it with dylan cease though yeah, I mean, dylan a, cease already has land for like a really nice disc golf course yeah, i want to say it's in minnesota don't quote me on that one uh but they both bought it and split it and uh paul said that it should be up and running for the public in like the fall so it's, it's going to be like a full-time course yeah. now that's right nice. now it's only open for like a month out of the year or so but where, now, now it'll be open full-time where is this in florida no idea okay <laughs> absolutely Let's no see. idea um some headlines paul is the only top npo player registered uh i think like thomas gilbert's registered you know he's, oh, he's solid he's solid yeah but i mean that's really the drop in competition like you have paul yeah. and then and then thomas gilbert nothing against thomas but uh, and then Natalie Ryan, the only top FPO player registered. And there's only 12 FPO players registered as of yesterday when I checked. So we're probably going to see a situation like the last one, except we do have a player that has won a tournament before here. So I it mean, should be a landslide. Natalie Ryan's going to feast at these little small A tiers because they're the only ones she can play. So yeah. obviously she's, she's going to go play them. And she is significantly better than anyone else that will be registered. So she kind of just wipes the field at these. And I expect it to be that way every time she goes. So Let's do a quick we – we weren't going to do predictions, but let's do a quick prediction. How many strokes does Natalie Ryan win by? Six. Six? Yeah, I don't think it will be like a blow. Paul wins by at least seven, I'm guessing. I bet – He always tried to this course. I remember one year he had 11-stroke lead going into the wow. round. I bet there will be like some weird person that – he only beats for like five strokes. No, I don't think so. Like think, a local that knows the course. Michael Johansson yeah. likes to go to this course. I yeah. don't know if he's signed up or not, but he um, usually does pretty well at it also. But yeah. It's not like super long, and it's no. slightly wooded, so obviously he's going to shred. They should both win by at least five strokes. I'd be surprised if it wasn't more. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to a game. And for this episode, we're bringing back a classic, Guess That Disc. 
Boo. Hate this game. Because you're terrible. Yeah. You're bad at it. Let's <laughs> see. I gave you an easy one this week. You want to go first or second? Um, let me let me guess first because I feel like you're going to get mine really quick and it's going to destroy my confidence. All right. All right. We're going to go with Shallow. Shallow. Jawbreaker. I don't have to guess the plastic. Ringer GT. No. It's not I'm a Ringer GT. My putters. Pretty decent guess, though. They're pretty shallow. Yeah. All right. The next one, it has an incredibly odd rim shape. Rim shape. Rim shape. Like it just feels odd in your hand. Um, tilt? No, it's not a tilt, but it does. That feels weird in your hand. It's a good guess. Speaking of weird discs, I don't think even you would put this one, but at our OSU practice yesterday, um, Luke threw his just a disc in the river on hole 18, and Jackson Downing and him play it. Jackson Downing called fishing for discs like a claw machine, which is a very good thing because he just throws his thing in there and tries to get them. But he found a chupacabra from uh, oh, yeah. Lone Star. Yeah, I think it's Lone Star. And Luke threw it the whole rest of the round. Super stable. Oh, the most stable thing yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a more stable firebird from and everything I've heard. it definitely been in the water for a while. Because for one, I don't know if I need to find one, like a stock one. Because when you like um, press down on the the flight plate, it sounds like a rubber band. Like it bounces. Top top. And then when it hits the ground, it sounds like a piece of wood hitting the ground. It is the weirdest thing ever. So we have to find one and try that out. Interesting. If, if you see a chupacabra, very good disc. You should buy one. Look out for that on our Instagram. Anyways. We we'll, might have to get one and show you guys a couple of videos. So it's shallow. It feels weird in the hand. Ready for the third hint. All right. This will throw out the tilt. Okay. Yuli has a signature run with Ledgestone. Like, Ledgestone produces it. Ringer? No, it's not the Ringer. Huh. Good guess, though. Yuli does have a signature Ringer run, which yeah. I I do have. Yeah, That's probably where you got it. I'm pretty sure I've heard you say they feel a little weird. Like, you like your zones more. Oh, yeah, I like the zones more, but for backhand, Ringer is great. It'll okay. just flip up ever so slightly. And I've also done one of those, and I thought it was weird. Yeah. So. All yeah, right. Nice. So, it's shallow, odd rim. Yuli has one. It's the overstable variant of an already existing mold. Zone OS? No, it is not the Zone OS. Is that a bad guess? It's a variant. No, I mean, that's the more overstable variant of a zone. Yeah. So you're on the right track, but that's not the disc. Okay. So it's a decent guess. All right, the next guess is B. B? Yeah. B? Yeah, B. <laughs> like Buzz Buzz B or like Little yeah. B? Buzz Buzz? Like a Buzz? Is it a Buzz? It's a Buzz. It's a Buzz OS. It's a Buzz OS. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Like buzz, buzz. It was buzz, buzz. Yeah, it was buzz. 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 <laughs> I was about to give it to you. I said, "Yeah, the, the ones that go," bzz, but I was like, "Oh wait, I'll give it away." <laughs> uh, okay. Oh yeah, that was. I think I was pretty much on the right track that whole time. There wasn't the right any, track. No bad guesses. No. And unless you like follow Yuli closely, you you weren't gonna get that he has it. A buzz OS. No, I wouldn't really. If you looked at my wall, you might have got it. I have a signed Yuli buzz OS at, uh, OS hmm. at the. You know, the top green one, like mint. I green. can't see it in my head. Yeah. Well, those I actually... That's where I got the idea from. Like, compared to a, a normal buzz, are those actually overstable? Oh, yeah. More more overstable. Like, it'll... Instead of, like... Because my buzz, I just have a normal normal buzz. It kind of drifts left. Yeah, it won't drift, right? Finish, it just doesn't drift. Yeah, it'll go straight and then finish left. Yeah. So, it's just... It's like a rock. Not quite as stable. Your rock X3, maybe? My X3? Yeah, your X... It'll be similar to your X3. Okay. Maybe a little less stable than that, but on the right track. All right. Well, it's time for yours. All right. Bring it. 
Uh, it's overstable. That's your unit? PD. It's not a PD. Good guess, actually. Almost, uh, I literally of PD, almost did that. On <laughs> we got to find a way to uh, sneak that into every episode now. Yeah. That's got to be the new thing. I that was. Do we have any PDs left? Yeah, I think we have PDs. No, yeah. we have plenty. That's actually what we have the most. We're running low on DD threes, I think. Yeah, we only have like three DD threes, like four FDs. We still have like six or so. We PDs. don't have any teal discs left. So if you like teal, sorry. That that was very popular. Yeah, they went People extremely like quick. That was a really cool color. Yeah, they look they look they good. good on the disc. Right. Um, okay, so it was not a PD. Not a PD. There's different types of these. What do you mean? Um, no. No clarifications yet. That does that on mean? What does that mean? It was supposed to confuse you because this is so um, easy. Different types of these. Mm. Mm. See, now I think it's the PD again because there's 17 different PD3, PD7. I'm going to go PD3, I guess. Nope. Not PD3. Not PD3. It's a new disc. Zone OS. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See? It was easy. I just thought of that. I should have changed discs because it was really hard to give you hints. I mean, the next two were disc craft and approach. Yeah, I mean, anytime you give me a disc craft disc, I'm probably going to get it. I really thought we part. did the same disc when I, I guessed you, Zone yeah. OS. No, I was thinking about doing Zone OS, and at the last second, I looked up at my wall, and I was like, oh, we do Buzz OS. He's not going to get that one. Yeah, that was, like, I really thought we did the same thing. I was going to be awkward. Yeah, that would have been funny. I didn't even want to guess it because then I thought it might be, like, Closer in your mind what to guess. What would be guess. the odds? Guessing that. Well, I mean, it's if a we new both disc. Did the same one. It's a new disc, so there's a chance. Like we haven't done one of these there's since so that came discs, out. There's so many discs, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't think that'll ever happen, but that All was right. probably the closest That's it's ever been. Yeah, definitely the closest it's ever gonna get. All right, let's move on to some new discs. We haven't done this in a while, so there's a good bit, but I'm only gonna read. There's like deck 12, 10, 12, something like that. Um, they're all from one company, and they all were approved on March 27th, so two days, two ago, days ago as of recording. Yeah. So brand spanking new for all of these, and they're from Remix Disc Golf. That's the name of the Remix. manufacturer. I'm going to read you some of these names, and then we can talk about them because they're pretty funny. Heavy Metal, hmm? Battleship, nice. Torpedo, ah. Spartan, hmm? Mastodon, Detonator, Creature, Rumble, Skirmisher, Skirmisher, Eldritch, Behemoth, Mercenary, Troll, Gladius, Haymaker, and Goliath. What is the uh, theme here? Like I don't they're know. all like no, it's all over the place. Connected. Look, but... there's Battleship, Eldritch, Haymaker, Gladius, like. It's like Mastodon. It's, like, it's aggressive stuff. Skirmisher. It's it's like uh yeah it's all like. I mean they're kinda, all pretty aggressive. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's the aggressive line. Yeah, they're they are odd discs, but uh, another fun one. Hobby Sport is the name of the manufacturer, and the disc is called the Hobby Sport Putter. <laughs> Imagine their whole line is just Hobby Sport mid range, Hobby Sport driver. <laughs> And they just have four discs. Hobby Sport overstable driver. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's that's. I want to be sponsored by Hobby Sport. That's a pretty good sponsor. You get a you get a Hobby Sport putter with your putter hey. pack. Yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> Three discs. Yeah, that's all I need. All right, so there's no tournament this weekend. Um, well, besides Throw on the Mountain, but I don't. 
the disc golf guy usually covers that. I don't know if he's covering this one, but no, I bet no big tournaments. This yeah, I bet there's some coverage of that on the mountain if you do want to seek it out. Uh, but What's other than the, that, uh, next week, if Jackson wants to do an episode, he can. But I'll, I will be I'll do a quick one. I'll be in North Carolina with the disc golf team competing for the national championship, so I won't be here. There'll be coverage coverage of that. Yeah, there's some coverage of that. Maybe you guys will Maybe get we'll lucky get a and get on leap guard. Yeah, That'd be fun. We'll see. We can. Uh, I might do a stats on us. Yeah, I might do a preview of if I can find anything about the college disc golf stuff. I'll oh, at least preview plenty, the top teams and stuff, especially on the college disc golf uh, courses that we play, the national courses. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, you can find a lot of info on those. <clears throat> well, yeah, I'll be in here next week. I'll give you some preview. Oh, side note that. about the disc golf courses that we're gonna play the week after. They have a silver series event. At I, so I there isn't. There's gonna be pro courses being played. So you might see some pros out there practicing. It is a week early, so like two weeks in front, but it maybe. Yeah, Who knows? Maybe. maybe there's no tournament that week, so they could just be hanging out. But yeah, I'll give you a uh, I'll give you a preview, a little preview of the, the college disc golf nationals. Um, the what's the big tournament? What do you mean? What's the tournament that's also that weekend? The pro one. The pro one. Of the nationals? No. Um, the weekend after the nationals at at the course. No, 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 there, no. Like, not this weekend, but next weekend. There's a Music pro City tournament. Open. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I said the week after this. Yeah, no. Okay, so next week we'll do a preview of college disc golf tournament and Music City Open. Music City Open. I already forgot it again. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll just be me, so it'll probably be pretty short. I'll uh, I'll tell you who, how many strokes Paul and Natalie win, throw down the mountain by, throw down the mound. Watch one of them lose after we said something. And then I'll give you some previews of those. So. Yeah, don't expect much next week. It'll just be me. All right. But, yeah. Hope you all have a good week. That's it for, for this week. I will see you next week. We got to get on. I will not. Get on our Instagram, subpar DG, and uh, wish Tyler good luck. Yeah, I'll try to post some pictures of the where we go. Speaking of the Instagram. Because re- it's a really pretty area. I've not posted in a long time. promise I will post today. We'll get back on that. Yeah, and Spring I'm, break through it I am making a TikTok as we speak. It's going to be hilarious. All right. I came with a good idea. Well, yep, so go check, go check that out. out. Subpar disc. And or DG, I think. I will see you next week. we got too many names. Yep. Goodbye. Good night.